You're listening to Girls with Grafts, a burn community podcast created by Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors, a leading nonprofit dedicated to supporting the burn community. In this podcast, we'll talk with burn survivors, share resources to help with supporting and improving burn recovery, and discuss how to prevent burn injuries. Here are your hosts, burn survivors and Phoenix Society's marketing team, Amber Wilcox and Rachel Anderson. Hello and welcome back to a very special Giving Tuesday special podcast of Girls with Grass. I am Rachel Anderson and I am joined by my lovely co-host Amber Wilcox. Hey there. So this is our first podcast without a special guest. We are the special guest today. So I'm excited yes. to kick this off. Yes, and it's a very special day. Giving Tuesday. Um, so yeah, we thought it would be a good idea to hop on here and for our listeners to get to know us a little better, talk about Giving Tuesday and some other Phoenix Society programs. So lots to cover today. Yeah. And I think um, as we kind of chat through this uh, you know, podcast today, if you are interested in giving back to Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors, which is the nonprofit that um, we are a part of, uh, then you can visit us online at phoenix-society.org and give your gift today. And we would greatly appreciate it. I know in this holiday season of giving, it's a great opportunity to give a little something back um, to your community. Mm -hmm. So we thank you for joining us today and encourage donations uh, for for the organization. So with that, Definitely. we're gonna- I, mean, I, yeah. I can't <laughs> believe it's the holidays, honestly. I can't believe we just passed Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's personally my favorite holiday. I eat all the foods. But yes. I just can't believe we're about to enter December, the last month of the year. And I just, I can't believe it's already here. I know, but it's my favorite time of year. I don't know about you. I know um, survivors sometimes have mixed feelings about this time mm -hmm. of year. But for me, um, I love this season. And my husband and I get started like November 1st. We are decorating mm -hmm. and putting up all of the things um, in our house. I don't know about you. We don't decorate as early as you do, but um, <laughs> I do love the holidays uh, for the most part. I love spending time with my family. I already said I love eating all the foods. Mm, um, all the foods. But yeah, it's just a fun way. I do hate the cold, though. So that's the only negative side. When the holidays come around, that means I am wearing all of my sweaters and getting all the blankets out because I am just constantly cold this time of year. <laughs> And for those of the those of you that are listening, uh, Rachel and I are not in Grand Rapids, where our headquarters are based. We are two of the survivors that are part of the organization, but we are also two of the employees that are not based in Grand Rapids. So while our friends in Grand Rapids, I think, are getting plenty of snow, um, I am located in in Florida, and Rachel's down there in South Carolina. So. Um, we uh, are, I think we're often laughed at, right, for how um, our inability to tolerate cold weather is. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. We have like a, a staff group chat and they will send, the Grand Rapids folks will send pics of the snow and them enjoying it. And Amber and I are just like, that looks freezing. And I'm so glad we are not there. <laughs> I have no desire. <laughs> no. Well, well, I uh, I think with that, let's just get started. So Rachel and I have decided today to just talk with um, one another about our burn injuries. That's my four-legged friend, Nala, there that's hopping in to say hello. 
Um, but Rachel, let's just get started with you. So can you tell me a little bit more about, I think, or tell the community about your burn injury and your experience as a burn survivor? Yeah. Yeah. So I was burned when I was three years old. Um, I was at my babysitter's house and a fan, one of the fans, like you plug into the wall had fallen over and kept running, started a fire. Um, so I was actually taking a nap when the fire started. Um, and then I suffered third, second and third degree burns on 30% of my body. So when I was three, obviously I don't remember a ton of the initial physical recovery, but um, growing up, I would go, I went to Shriners in Boston. I know a lot of our community members know Shriners or went mm -hmm. to Shriners. Um, I was a Shriners kid and I went there basically every summer to get another surgery growing up. Um, so that is a big part of my childhood. But um, I was first introduced to Phoenix Society actually when I was, I guess, four years old. Um, I actually met the founder of Phoenix Society, Alan. Mm -hmm. He was he would host a summer camp for burn survivors like 30 minutes away from my house. So my parents got connected. And when I was four, I actually went. I wasn't allowed to stay over because I was obviously a little <laughs> You're young. You're a baby. <laughs> yeah, I was a youngin at the time. Um, and so my parents took me during the day um, and then eventually started staying over, of course, when I got old enough. But um, that's kind of my initial introduction to Phoenix Society. And then now here I am working for the organization. I was a Phoenix fellow in, I guess, 2018, I think it was. Now all the years, I mean, like I said, this year, <laughs> I'm like, what year did I even start? Um, and then I joined the team full time. So kind of all worked itself around um, mm -hmm. from when I was a baby to now being an adult. And Rachel, we talked about this, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but I think for, for those listening, um, it was really impactful for me as an adult burn survivor to learn that what you went through as a, a child, right? So um, going, I know you've talked about this before, but in terms of, you know, every summer, do you want to talk about what summers were like for you as a burn survivor mm -hmm. and as a child? Yeah, I, well, so my parents didn't want me missing too much school time, which I appreciate now looking back at it, but, you know, I would go for surgeries and then it's not that I could just bounce back and go to school the next day. Um, so we would go in the summer and I used to also get really, really sick. Um, now I, I don't know what it's called, but those like patches you put behind your ears. Nausea. Um, yeah. Yes. I yes. would get so sick after surgeries. So not only like I spent the first like 24 to 48 hours just being sick. So my recovery after the surgeries would take so long. Mm -hmm. um, and then. Yeah, it was. So I actually grew up in Pennsylvania. I'm not always from the South, but I'm a <laughs> Southerner now. Um, and so my parents would have to take me to Boston from Pennsylvania. And then we'd go back up like two weeks later for the checkup. So my parents definitely also could not really enjoy any of their vacation time because it was all spent on me for mm -hmm. the most part. But yeah, so that was unfortunate at the time but now that I'm an adult looking back at it I'm so grateful that my parents made me do the surgeries and actually basically forced me to do all my physical recovery which obviously I'm thankful for now but at the time um definitely sucked especially when you know, all my friends were going swimming in the summer mm. and obviously 
after surgery, I'm not jumping in any pool. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. And we know yeah. as a kid, right. That can be tough to understand. I know as an adult, sometimes I have a difficult time with that. So, um, I thank you for sharing that. Cause I think our yeah. community will greatly appreciate it. And, and you have some other exciting news that I'm going to call you out on today. <laughs> uh, so not only, um, you know, have you told us your journey, but, um, something really big happened like recently for you. So do you want to share that? And then, uh, you're no longer an Anderson. So <laughs> no, no, I'm no longer an Anderson. I had just, I just got married, um, earlier this month on November 12th. So I am a newlywed and I'm about to go on my honeymoon. I'm so excited. Um, and the wedding was beautiful and yeah, it's like bittersweet now it's over. I'm happy. I don't have to do any more planning, but I'm sad <laughs> because it was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, um, what I'd love for you to share with us just is a little bit about your relationship, right? With your husband now. Um, but you were a childbirth survivor and I know a lot of our survivors always ask, right? Like, um, dating, what was that like as, um, you kind of, yeah. you know, started going out into the world and, and meeting other people? Um, what was that like? Yeah. Um, so all a mixture of things, obviously, you know, that burn survivors and not burn survivors can all relate to, you know, when you're just in middle school and high school and trying to one understand and be confident in yourself. So um, confidence was definitely something that I struggled with, but I think I did a really good job of not showing it. Like mm -hmm. internally, I was like, I didn't always feel pretty at times. And you know, unfortunately, we live in the world of social media now where, mm. you know, we get these what people think are the standard of beauty. And that's not the case at all. And I think we're finally shifting in the right direction. But 10 years ago, or even 15 years ago, that wasn't necessarily the case, or at least, you know, you, it's easy for me to say that now. But at the time, I wouldn't have said that either. So um yeah, dating was interesting. I was also a little boy crazy. And you know, that's just I feel like also a high school teenage thing. Like you you're dating and like I you would like dating as in like we would send texts and be like, Do you like me? Yes or no. And that was dating. Um, but then yeah, I definitely struggled with confidence. And a lot of the time when I was in relationships, I would push like my self-doubt onto my partner. Mm. and almost blame them for not giving me like the reassurance I needed, mm. which one maybe I could have indicated that I needed that a little bit more from them better, which I was not doing at the time. Mm. But I think it also comes back. I mean, we always, well, it's a common phrase of like, you can't, someone can't love you until you love yourself. Mm. So mm. definitely struggled with that. Um, but over time, I think I mean, as a, not survivor, right? Back back in my years of dating, I think I struggled with that and I wasn't a survivor at the time. So I think that's a lot <laughs> to go through as a survivor too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the one good thing for me too was like, again, going to that summer camp and being around other survivors, I knew I looked different, but I didn't also think like I was different at the same time, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense. Absolutely. Um, and I had a, such a good, you know, support with my family and just I made some really great friends that, you know, were my support system. No one ever made me feel different. Um, and I did get a lot, you know, they did 
growing up and if I wasn't feeling confident or whatever, I did have people like trying to reassure me. But again, people can say things, but until you kind of feel that way about yourself, it's not going to, it's not going to sit with you. So, Mm. um, Mm. yeah, but now my husband, he actually comes from his dad was a fire chief. And so it was his grandfather. He was a firefighter. So it's actually kind of funny because we, you know, have kind of like bonded over that in a sense of like fire safety and fire prevention Mm -hmm. now, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's all really all came full circle. (laughs) That's really cool. And congratulations again on your wedding. Um, I am super excited uh, for you and for all of the great things that uh, are ahead. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's um, so exciting. And I love that we're rolling right into the holidays, into the new year, and mm. yeah, lots of fun things on the radar. Yeah, and you and I share a um, wedding anniversary back-to-back yes. date. So Rachel's wedding anniversary was November 12th, and mine is November 11th. I just celebrated yes. five years. So uh, we are we are anniversary partners there. <laughs> yes, we are. And I do think our burn anniversaries are actually very close to one another because mine's April 1st and yours is in April mine's too. So we yeah. are just so close. Anniversary queen. <laughs> I don't even know if I know when your birthday is, but it's in September. Yeah. No, okay. So September. mine's in July. So we don't have that oh, together. Okay. But, Dang it. But, but we're close we on everything else. <laughs> anniversary days. <laughs> Yes. Well, I know, I know your burn injury story a little bit, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about for our listeners? Absolutely. So I, um, I have a more recent story, I think, right. So I was burned in April of 2020. Um, so right at the beginning of the pandemic when, uh, you know, everybody was starting to shut down. And I remember my husband and I at the time were watching, I think even like the spring baking championship, I'm a big, um, reality TV, but really just like TV junkie. And so we were watching, um, I think the spring baking championship (laughs) at the time. And, um, I had seen them like creating all these concoctions and my husband and I have always really loved to bake and, I had made the decision that day to make some hot caramel and not knowing how to make hot caramel, but seeing what they did on TV, I thought I just put some sugar in a pot and um, make it happen. Well, um, at the time, the recipe that I was reading said like pour the, you know, hot caramel into a glass dish. So I picked the nearest glass dish, put the hot caramel in. Um, and unfortunately that hot caramel, um, the way that it reacted with the glass, I wasn't aware at the time of how certain glass can explode um, when it gets Mm -hmm. too hot. And so it did, um, it exploded on both of my legs and both hands, um, resulting in about 20% of my body burned. So, um, at the time my husband was in, in the shower and so, um, we were married. Um, and I know, uh, a lot of folks sometimes, you know, wonder about that second secondary trauma, right. Of, of how my husband also reacted. And, and I think for a while, um, being in the shower for him was a scary time because he heard mm. this, you know, blood curdling scream and had me, um, really just not sure what to do. I had had some yoga pants on at the time and the hot caramel actually really set into the yoga pants, which made, um, some of my injuries worse. Um, but I was transported to the, uh, Orlando, uh, regional medical hospital, which, um, is about an hour and a half away from my home. Um, but they are the local, the closest burn center near me. And so, um, I had wonderful nurses and doctors there, but during the COVID pandemic, as many, 
other survivors that I'm very close with um, can relate. It, it was a difficult time for the mm -hmm. burn community, um, not really having as much um, support um, or the direct one-to-one, -one, you know, in-person support. We relied a lot on virtual. So about two weeks after um, my initial stay at the hospital, um, I'd had one, my first skin graft surgery while I was there, and then I had to return at a later time. But I remember uh, connecting with, with the Phoenix Society and, and Pam Peterson. Um, and it was during that time that I remember all of the questions I asked um, and, and little things, silly things, but it was um, really validating to just hear from Phoenix Society about um, that experience and their willingness to help, you know, and I asked silly questions, nothing of like crazy value, but it was like, you know, what should I, you know, dressing should I use? Mm -hmm. can, I, can I find them on Amazon? Is this okay? And, and I remember mm -hmm. at the time, um, and Pam can, Pam's told me this too, that mm -hmm. my husband um, was like in the background, like whispering things to me, like ask them about this. And, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember that, like how relieved we felt after we get off that call. Um, there was another peer supporter and just having someone else who had been through it, who understood, who could support mm -hmm. me on my journey, um, was super helpful. And so, you know, I stayed in touch, Rachel, you and I stayed in touch for, for mm -hmm. some time and earlier, the, earlier this year, the, the opportunity presented itself. I'd been in marketing for many years. Um, but when an opportunity like this, you know, presents itself to you, it's pretty serendipitous. And I say all the time to be able to find my purpose, um, with work was something that meant a lot to me. And so here I am. So I'm the other half of girls with graphs. <laughs> uh, Rachel and I make up quite the team today. Um, we are, are the marketing duo here. So, um, mm -hmm. I tell Rachel all the time, I don't know what I'd do without her. So, um, oh my gosh, well, I don't know what I did without you before you joined. Cause I was the marketing team of, well, one ish we had more, but, um, you know, it kind of was falling in my bucket to do, you know, all things marketing and thank goodness Amber joined the team. Um, cause we would not, well, we wouldn't have a podcast if Amber was not on the team. So that's, that's first and foremost. <laughs> well, I'm so excited that we have this podcast. This is a fairly new venture for the two of us. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're so grateful, uh, for just the community support because this was, a, you know, a new thing for us. We'd never done it before, but um, I find value in being able to talk with our community and share stories, um, both from a peer support perspective, but to just showcase to the community kind of all of the you know amazing stories that are out there, the support that's available, um, and all of the, the community at, at large has just been so impactful for me. And so being able to share that with, with everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, that's why we wanted to have this podcast today, this particular episode, um, because we talk with other community members, but we don't talk with one another and we don't really always share what's going on at Phoenix Society. So um, mm -hmm. we're really excited to just to just have this today and be able to talk mm -hmm. with you about all of the great things that are happening in the community um, and specifically at, at Phoenix Society for Burnt Survivors. So Definitely. I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> And I, I, I mean, I love podcasts. I listen to a lot. As Amber mm -hmm. said earlier, she likes reality TV. So do I. So I yeah. listen to a ton of podcasts that basically recap the episodes of TV that I just watch. I just am constantly consuming it. And mm -hmm. um, I love that. I just love podcasts because you don't have to listen to them live. If you can, if you want, but you don't have to. And they're just so easy. If you're going on a walk, just throw them in. So 
I love that we kind of have this opportunity to connect with community whenever is truly convenient for them. For them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think um, I do want to also send out, I know um, you've probably heard me say this before, but our season one <laughs> podcast sponsor um, who made this season one pods possible, uh, Pritzker Hagman, uh, without their support, you know, this would not have been possible this, mm-hmm. this year. So we are so th- thrilled and thankful uh, for their help in making this podcast absolutely possible. So thanks again. Yes, they believed in, we kind of threw this idea at them and they're like, yes, let's do this. And here we are. And here we are. We've had some amazing (laughs) guests and we have some really great guests coming up. So um, I'm really just thrilled at the community's opportunity to kind of hear this podcast and really learn from the amazing people. I know I've learned something after every single episode that we've we've, uh, recorded or, or streamed live and really appreciate all of the beautiful comments that we've received on every single episode. Uh, but it's been an honor to kind of be your girls with graphs team this season. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I love all of our guests are always so, so excited to be a part of the podcast. Like not that I thought it would be hard for us to find guests, but it's been way easier than I thought to schedule and get these podcasts rolling out. So I think at first we were like, oh, we'll do one like every other week. We'll see how it goes. And now here we are like every single week getting out podcast. So it's awesome that so many people want to be involved. Yeah. And I think the stories that we've received or, or heard and, and kind of share, been able to share um, have been such a beautiful form of peer support, right? So I know mm-hmm. peer support isn't always just having a conversation. Sometimes peer support is listening to someone over right, a podcast or a video mm-hmm. to kind of hear their experiences. I know for me, I'll never forget um, Eduardo Garcia, right? He was one of our, uh, you know, uh, virtual World Burn Congress uh, speakers. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching his movie and just feeling like, wow, like I, somebody's story to be able to watch that and see that in, in action was really impactful for me in my journey. And so I think um, continuing to have these conversations so that the community can hear um, that there are other survivors out there mm-hmm. like themselves um, and feel like they're not alone. Definitely, definitely. Yes, I loved I loved Eduardo at um, Phoenix World Burn Congress. He was such a mm-hmm. great speaker. And I still use his spices in the kitchen. They're delicious. So if you haven't <laughs> tried them, go buy yourself some or buy someone else for the holidays. Um, they make a really good gift. <laughs> I attended his cooking demonstration that year. And he, my husband and I talk about it all the time, but he had that recipe for the pepitas um, mm-hmm. or that like pumpkin seed hummus. And it is like our favorite thing. We love, it's such a really quick recipe and it's just really delicious. So yes. um, yes. And I loved being able to like cook with him because that was really fun for me. So uh, yeah, we love Eduardo. I mean, we'll have him on an upcoming episode. We'd love to. Yes, that's what I was just thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so I want to get into, before we kind of dive into what's going on at Phoenix, I know today is Giving Tuesday. So we want to share with our community um, ways that they can support. So, you know, uh, while we appreciate all the different ways, we do want to talk a little bit about um, giving a donation um, today and where where those donations will go. So, Rachel, do you want to tell us a little bit about the different levels um, available for giving for today? Yes, yes. And definitely, I just want to start off by saying every dollar counts, no matter mm-hmm. how much or whatever gift you can give. Every gift is appreciated and every gift helps the burn survivor community. Um 
And a lot of survivors find us kind of similar to how Amber found us by reaching out to us. Um, and we actually have an informational and referral pro like program, which sounds kind of, I don't know. Sometimes I think the I and R, people are like, what is that? Well, that's when survivors reach out, whether they're sending us a message on Facebook, they're reaching out via our info box or info email, or just kind of that first outreach. You know, survivors always have questions or loved ones or even friends and families are like, how can I support the survivor in my life? Um, and people reach out every single day. And in fact, over almost 2000 survivors reach out every single year. And with a $50 donation, you can help two of those survivors get wellness support, whether that's, you know, with a mental health therapist, whether that's getting connected to a SOAR hospital or, you know, just answering some basic FAQs that, you know, burn injuries aren't, they're common, but they're not well known until they happen. So, you know, there's always so many questions um, and that could really help our informational and referral program team, which... Um, they're great. I know, like I said, we get so many questions so and many. messages every single day. Um, so your $50 gift can support two survivors through that program. So, and I want to talk a little bit about like what that support looks like, right? So we have a whole team of, of folks that help support the survivor. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know, like you mentioned, Rachel, I found Phoenix Society because I Googled um, itching. I remember it was 2 a.m. One, one evening <laughs> or late one morning, I guess we should say. And I was, you know, furiously itching. And I looked at my husband in tears, like, what am I supposed to do? And I remember finding that Phoenix Society article. So that blog article about itching um, and being able to, to kind of just see that and go, oh, my gosh, like what I'm feeling is normal. Um, mm -hmm. That was the first thing I think that provided somewhat of like, in the back of my mind, some relief, even though it wasn't some physical relief, but also knowing, you know, we have tons of articles just like that, that we can provide to survivors to reach out to us. So um, that support, right, of being able to build that blog library of these articles that we can then provide them through these information and resources. So mm -hmm. um, Rachel is absolutely correct. The number of, of folks that reach out to us um, each and every day or reach out and, and look at some of our resources um, each and every day. We have a full robust library of resources and blogs and all, mm -hmm. all of the things to support. Um, so that is that does go a really long way in terms of just, you know, the $50 supporting the two burn survivors is to help, you know, give them the information they need, connect them to the folks that they need to be connected to. Um, and that means so much. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. And another way people can find us, you know, or that initial finding of us is through our journey magazine. Um, you know, we send journey magazine out to thousands of households and hospitals every single year. Um, if the latest edition just dropped, so, and here it is on the screen, if you're watching us, um, we have, we'll dive into that a little bit later on some of the great stories in this next edition, but if you haven't received it, it will be in your mailbox, hopefully Shortly. today or tomorrow or <laughs> the next day, but very, very soon. We also have an e-version online too. So, um, and we'll put those but, links in our podcast descriptions for sure. Yes, we'll definitely make sure people can access that. But like I said, Journey Magazine does go to hospitals and, you know, staff at the hospitals or peer supporters will hand out the magazines. And sometimes it's also nice, like I'm not early on, it can be overwhelming to get a ton of information. So the magazine's great because you can take it with you. You can kind of flip through at your own pace. Um, 
And on Forgiving Tuesday, a $100 donation can provide 30 patients with a copy of that magazine. So, you know, we get writers from our community. Um, we get experts. We have a whole Ask the Experts section in there, which is really great. Um, but it's just a really great resource. And it's a physical resource, which I know can be nice, too, instead of always scrolling on your phone. But having that, like, physical paper in your hands is nice. And how many, how many times a year, Rachel, is that magazine published? Yeah, um, two to three um, times a year just kind of depends. Every year is a little bit different. Um, last year, we actually got to put out a what we've been calling our special edition of Journey magazine. It was in the Journey Forward kit um, earlier this year. And that one was actually, I think, like 36 pages. It was it was a lengthy book. I wouldn't even say it was a magazine anymore. It's probably more of a book at that point. But um, Amber, I know you wrote um, two articles in that magazine and all every every author in the special edition was either a survivor or a loved one. Um, all, you know, firsthand experiences going through the process, whether you're a caregiver or a burn survivor yourself. Um, but that, yeah. And all those articles are also like we just mentioned, um, on our blog, on our website. Um, so some really good pieces in there. Yeah. And that's part of our, you know, I, I just shared journey magazine, um, on this, or sorry, um, our journey forward kit. And while the journey forward kit program is not in its pilot phase anymore, um, we, we do have that the, a Burn Survivor Toolkit available, and, and that magazine is actually a part of that toolkit, too. So mm -hmm. if you download the toolkit, you'll also uh, get access to the magazine. Yes. And these are also great resources if, if you're listening, maybe you're 10, 20 years away from your injury, but you're still in contact with your hospital staff or those nurses that cared for you. Those are great things to also send to them to make sure, hey... These are new resources from Phoenix Society. If there's survivors in your hospital, you know, just send them the link um, and hopefully they can find, you know, some helpful information in there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And another, I, Amber, I know you also kind of touched on this a little bit earlier about virtual support, but we do have virtual support group. Um, I know some of our listeners are likely attend attendees of that support group, mm -hmm. but um, a $250 gift today can support one hour virtual support group. So, you know, during COVID a lot, well, during COVID all in person, everything shut down, but support groups for survivors shut down at all hospitals. And unfortunately, a lot of them haven't been brought back up in person or they're a lot less frequent. So our virtual mm -hmm. support group can really help, you know, aid in between in-person sessions or whether you're traveling and need some support on those days, you know, it's a great way to connect without having to leave your home. I am a avid supporter of virtual support group. Um, I started virtual support group, like I said, two weeks after my injury and have missed very few since then. <laughs> so um, I, I know the power of virtual peer support. Um, and I know uh, that's definitely something that our community uh, loves to attend as well. So um, truly one of my favorite programs that we have, because I've personally seen the benefits um, of how wonderful mm -hmm. that program is. Definitely. And it's hosted on the second and fourth Mondays of every month. So um, about twice a month, you can attend virtual support group from any, like I said, anywhere in the world. Um, you can join via Zoom on your computer, on your phone. If you can just call in, that's okay too. Um, you know, if you're a little hesitant to join, 
we encourage you to join. You don't even have to say anything that first time. Mm -hmm. I mean, we encourage you to share your story and get the support however you need. But, um, you know, we're also welcoming if you just want to kind of sit in and listen, if you're a survivor or a loved one, just kind of sometimes just hearing some other people talk um, can be support itself. Yeah. And I know, I, you know, I hear that a lot, right? I was like, I'm not sure if I really want to join, but I do know that um, sometimes folks just want to sit and observe and find that super beneficial and that, ha that happens. So, and mm -hmm. if you're just too nervous to talk or whatnot, just letting us know and saying, Hey, like, I'm, I'm not sure I want to, you know, participate today, but I would love to listen. And our community is always in support of, of you joining. Definitely. 100%. So we and, also have uh, a special. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I was just about to say that um, we have a really special Giving Tuesday um, I don't, promotion, special. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> special, a special special going on um, to, throughout the end of the day tomorrow. Um, so with every $25 donation online, um, you'll receive a 10% off coupon to our Phoenix Society online store. So you give $25, you get 10% off. It's as simple as that. So um, if you make that online donation, just be on the lookout for a email code coming your way. It may take a few minutes just to come through um, and then visit our online store and get 10% off, which they also make great holiday gifts. Some of our, we just got new designs in there. They're beautiful. And um, yeah. if you don't know what to give someone, hey, buy a Phoenix Society t-shirt. It's a great gift. Some swag. Yeah. Yes. Swag is my favorite. I will say to, you know, we have some really, like you said, exciting designs that we'll share in a, you know, in a bit here, but um, as a gift or even just as support of the community, right. Being able to mm -hmm. wear that. I love to wear my Phoenix society swag when I go out to events or mm -hmm. um, out in public at the grocery store. Um, you never know kind of who's, who's watching and sees those things and feels, um, you know, like they're seen and heard. So I, I do think that's a great way to support the community as well. Yeah. And another, you know, idea for a gift is to give a gift in honor of someone. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of times with the holidays, people get so worked up over and the stress of gift giving. Mm. I get it. I've been there. It's so crazy these days how big gifts have become. Um, but giving a donation in honor of someone, I think, is a truly powerful and magical gift to give. So um, a tribute gift is always a great way to go. Um, on the, the donation online, if you choose to do that, there's a little checkbox that you can click that says, I think it says like, make my no, gift in honor of yeah. someone. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Um, and then you can add a little note in there too. Yeah. I think that's great. I know, um, anytime I have a friend or, um, someone that may be going through a specific, you know, trauma or, or other incident, or, or maybe, um, I have a friend who's, you know, just, going through a tough time, um, finding a charity that they're passionate about is also a great way to support someone. I know my mm -hmm. husband and I also talked this year, a lot of folks do Christmas cards and, um, I feel like Christmas cards are great, but, um, we've, my husband and I talked about this year, maybe gifting to a charity instead of doing our Christmas cards and mm -hmm. just letting, letting everyone know that we give Christmas cards to like, Hey, we, you know, we're giving a donation in honor instead of, um, 
providing you with a holiday card this year. So Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of options, but I do know that gift of support um, means a lot, right? To, to someone that may be specifically passionate about, you know, burn survivors or, or our community. I think that's a Mm -hmm. great option as well. Definitely. Lots of, I know I'm making a donation because I want that 10% off coupon (laughs) because I will be buying all of the shirts and I will be wearing them. I need five, one for every day of the week for work. (laughs) That's right. So if you see Rachel on an upcoming episode in some swag, you'll know why. I have my swag on today too in honor, but I need to get some of that new swag that we'll show here shortly. So uh, Rachel, I want to, I'm going to share a little bit about some of the exciting things that are coming, but specifically um, part of your role, um, you are the mastermind behind our (laughs) journey magazine. So I would love, I know, uh, I know a lot about the magazine, but I would love for you to share with the community what is inside this, this uh, second edition two of the journey magazine this year. Yes. Yeah. So um, I know we showed the cover earlier on the cover. We have Isabella. Um, there she is. She is a 12 year old that climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with the team Courage Rising, which I mean, one, I can't even imagine climbing Mount Kilimanjaro today as an adult, let alone when I was 12. Um, So Amber and I actually had the pleasure of meeting with Isabella um, a few months ago to learn more about her story and her journey um, preparing for the climb. And she is a powerful young little lady. And I love um, how the story came together in the magazine. There's some really awesome photos in there too of the climb. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, just a powerful, powerful story. And we also have our, like I said earlier, ask the experts section, which I love. Um, If you have questions, you can submit them um, to resources at phoenix-society.org. And our experts will take those questions. And we always pick a few to include in the magazine. So we have three awesome experts in this edition. Um, Just They just have so much wisdom. Um, We have two burn survivors as well as a doctor on the experts committee or whatever we want to call it. Um, Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of great wisdom to share. Um, And yeah, just so many goodies in there on Phoenix River and Congress too, which I know we'll get to later, but um, lots of great articles in this one. Yeah. So we'll keep the link to the digital edition in our podcast notes, but uh, also if you subscribe to Journey Magazine, um, you will be getting an edition in your mailbox if you haven't already. I will also want to send over a special thank you. Um, This edition, we do have um, some ad supporters. So the folks Mm -hmm. that um, have ad placements in our magazine, we want to thank them for their support of of the magazine and make this possible. Yes, because the magazine is free. You can subscribe for free and it will come to your mailbox um, all for free. And we are so thankful for those supporters um, in this edition. Um, And like I said earlier, we also send it to over 75 hospitals. We send them bundles of the magazine so they can have them in their waiting rooms and give them out to patients. Um, So yeah, I'm excited. I already started outlining and working on the first edition of 2023 and I'm I'm already excited for it. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're interested in, uh, you know, supporting the journey magazine with an ad, you can reach out to Rachel or myself. I will put our information in the podcast description as well. Yes. All right. Well, Rachel, there is another exciting thing coming up. We've got so much happening here at Phoenix Society right now, but 
Um, for those of you that have maybe followed our Engage series this year, um, our mm -hmm. final session is coming up here. Um, and so I would love it if you could tell us a little bit about our, our final Engage session and maybe talk about the Engage series. Yeah, yeah. So the final session is actually happening tomorrow, November 30th um, at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we have Karen Collagen, who you if you're again, if you're watching, you can see her beautiful face here on the screen. Um, <laughs> Karen is a burn survivor. She um, previously was on Phoenix Society's board, but truly she is a leadership expert. Um, she has actually done some trainings with the staff before, and, you know, she always has just so much great wisdom to share. And I'm really excited because tomorrow she's hosting um, a Keep It Real Leadership Development Workshop. Um, and it's going to be an interactive workshop. She already has, we already have the session handout up on the Engage site. So if you're attending, be sure to check that out beforehand. Um, but she's really going to explore what makes a great leader, um, the difference between a manage, manager and a leader, um, and why values are important. So, you know, this is a really great session for not only burn survivors, but, you know, some of our healthcare folks um, and even our corporate partners or really anyone, I think, can learn lessons from a leadership workshop. It doesn't just have to be, you know, your typical business manager at work. Um, you can be a leader on a field. You can be a leader in a support group. You can be a leader really basically any every aspect. aspect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so many yeah. aspects. Um, okay. So, and like I said, Karen is a burn survivor. So I think she has a really, you know, unique perspective when it comes to speaking with our community. It's not just any leadership workshop. It's, you know, Karen knows so much about our community. And so I'm really excited for that session tomorrow. Yeah, that will be very exciting. And we really appreciate Karen uh, for joining us. I want to say, though, this Engage series um, this year has been so amazing. Um, I have a couple of favorite um, events that have happened this year. But if you do want to see all of the events from the Engage series, um, you can purchase um, a ticket to Engage. And all of the recordings are available on um, our Engage platform. So mm -hmm. um, even though the Engage session is over, you can still access all of the amazing recordings of events that have happened this year. Um, yeah. I think my favorite or some of my favorite events this year, I should say, are um, our itch, <laughs> our itch um, episode where we were kind of learning all about itch. Um, and I know that's in, like one of the top questions for birth survivors. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also really loved our influencer session and then some yes. of the amazing workshops we've had. They've all been really amazing. But um, I know there's some really exclusive sessions on there that um, the community can get access to through that um, $30 uh, event tickets. So yeah, yes. we'd love to see you at tomorrow's session to wrap up and engage as well. Yes. And those on-demand recordings will be available into the new year. So you don't have to feel rushed to watch them. Um, if you just are joining us for tomorrow for your first one. Um, and yeah, we had such a great lineup this year of speakers, mm -hmm. you know, this series started back in May, which honestly mm -hmm. feels like forever ago. When I think about it, it. I'm like, wait, what events did we have in May? Cause it seems like it was last year. That was before um, I was here too, which yeah. just seems crazy as well. Cause I feel yes. like it's, it, that doesn't sound like that long ago, but it was. <laughs> yes, for sure. But we've had, you know, burn survivors, we've had healthcare professionals, we've had leaders, um, we've had partners, corporate partners, we've had such a great mixture. Of a speakers. really great lineup. Yeah. So yeah. 
Um, and you can check out all the titles and descriptions too, even um, before you purchase or go on, on demand. So and if you have any questions, let us know. Or if you, And if you have any ideas for future Phoenix Engage topics or events, we want to hear them. So comment them below or send us an email. Let us know what topics. Um, we, we know itch is always a common one, but what else do you guys want to hear? Yeah, we want to hear your topic. So comment, comment, comment. (laughs) Well, I know one way we found some ideas for future topics was the state of the survivor report. So Amber, I know this was like your baby. You did such a great job with this report. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so we surveyed over 350 survivors this year, um, and we asked the community to provide us answers to a ton of questions. Um, they ranged from advocacy to, you know, state of your care uh, or, or how, how you rated your care and how you rate your support, areas where you feel um, like you might need some additional opportunities. Um, and then we also asked the community about what they're currently experiencing. So in the last 12 months, did you experience itch? Um, Did you have laser surgery? And so Mm -hmm. we asked our community, no matter how far out they were from their injury or how soon their injury was, um, we opened up a survey and asked them to give us a whole bunch of feedback. Um, I then took those those survey results and that feedback and curated it into, uh, I believe it's 19 pages um, of a a state of the survivor report. Um, This was my baby, uh, Rachel knows it. And so I took all of that information and we put it into an easily um, or easy to read guide or Mm -hmm. information. So, and our goal is as um, an organization to this every year. So this isn't just a one and done thing. We'd like to continue to do this year after year to really understand our community, but also to provide our partners and those that work with us an opportunity to understand what our survivors are looking for. Um, And I say our survivors, but I mean uh, what our community of survivors are looking for. So Mm -hmm. Um, definitely I I will put a link in the podcast description, but there's some great info and really some surprising info for us in there. Um, not only did we take, you know, some of this info and kind of, um, digest it, but we also looked at different areas. So if you were a hidden burn survivor versus a facial burn survivor, do you look at things the same way? Um, and it was really informational and insightful for our organization, um, as it's going to be a guiding force, right. For the upcoming year and and Mm -hmm. how we move forward. So. I want to thank all of the survivors that helped um, support this initiative and would love for you to download it and and tell us your thoughts. It is our first ever state of the survivor. So um, we are going to continuously involve this, um, but would love to hear thoughts and and opinions on this this special uh, report for 2022. Yes, it's such a great report. So much so literally so much good information in there. Um, so, you know, definitely check it out. I think this is so helpful too for, you know, our professionals, whether you're in healthcare or like I said, one of your corporate partners or kind of those professionals. I think there's a ton of really valuable information in there. Um, and yeah, like Amber said, I love how we broke it down into like different types of survivors. Um, Mm. And it's just very interesting to see. And I'm excited to evolve this next year and the next year and kind of see how some trends come up and change. And like you said, it's going to be a really good guiding force for us um, for our programming next year. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite pieces of content we've put out this year. So excited Mm -hmm. to hear what the community thinks. And uh, If you have any questions about it, you're always welcome to reach out to us um, about this report, but we will put links in the description. So uh, 
Rachel, I want to want to kind of dive forward here and talk about, oh, there's a sneak peek of our merchandise. <laughs> but, um, I do want to talk about our merchandise uh, first and we can get into some other initiatives. But first and foremost, um, Rachel and I kind of took, you know, put our brains together to come up with some new t-shirts for the community. Um, and so he, this is one, one of our new t-shirts, uh, the Surviving and Thriving. Uh, because we are survivors, but Rachel, I think you've taught me this of the, I don't want to just be surviving, I want to be thriving. And so, um, this is one of our first designs here of that, you know, deeply rooted into the ground while mm -hmm. also growing as a survivor. So, um, this is our first, uh, new design. I love the color, Rachel, um, that green, olive green is, is definitely a really yes. pretty aspect of this new chart. Yes, yes. And all of the designs we're about to show you, they come in short sleeve, long sleeve, sweatshirts. I think there might be a fourth one, a crew neck, I think, for most a of A variety them. of different colors, colors too. So yes. if you don't like this color, there are more. And I think this one doesn't show, but the back of this does have our logo on it as well. Yes. Yeah, I love this one. Um, I also love this one, kind of crossing out Vic victim and saying survivor. Um, you know, we hear that all the time from our community. We're not victims. We are survivors. Um, and I love, I love this shirt too. It's, mm -hmm. I love all of them. Like I said, I'm going to be I buying all of them because <laughs> I need them one for every day of the week. <laughs> and as we mentioned earlier, uh, once again, if you make a donation of $25 or more during giving Tuesday between now and, uh, tomorrow, we will give you a 10% off coupon to our store. So you can go and buy all of your survivor swag. Yes. So stock up. Oh, this, this is my, my favorite. Same, same. Um, scars are tattoos with better stories. I love this. Alan, actually, um, our founder of Phoenix Society, Alan, he had said this like years ago. I know um, this was like quoted from him and or something along these lines. So yeah, I love I love this shirt. Me too. And I like the navy blue. I'm big into navy blue. So I think this will be good. I tend to make a mess with my white. It seems like no matter what I do, if I have a white shirt, I will spill something on it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then we just have our, you know, Phoenix Society um, hoodies and sweatshirts in here, uh, just with our logo on it. If you know, want a little something simpler, um, this is right up your alley. Yeah, especially with the cold weather, um, having a nice little hoodie here to throw on. I love this color, Rachel, but there's the um, the bird emblem on the front and then on the back is our logo as well. Yes, yes. So wear it loud and wear it proud. That's um, right. So many great options now and colors. I know that was a big thing that we wanted to add was some extra colors of merch. So we definitely got that this time. <laughs> That's right. Well, I, I appreciate the, the help with getting that merch added to our store. Rachel and I are constantly wanting to hear new designs uh, or, or our thoughts from the community about what they're looking for. So if you're interested in sharing with us, um, you know, a, a new design that creative that you've thought of, um, feel free to send it along to us and mm -hmm. we would be happy to take a look at your idea and maybe see if we can add it to our swag store. Yes, yes. We are always open to really all ideas about everything, but especially that merch. Um, we want to make stuff that you guys want to buy and you want to wear. So definitely let us know. Awesome. Well, Rachel, I'm going to take a moment to talk a little bit about advocacy and research, because I think these are two areas in the community that folks don't always realize that Phoenix Society also supports. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to take a moment and tell us a little bit about both, like the advocacy efforts, but also what mm -hmm. um, what we do in, with our research partners? Yeah. Yeah. So advocacy and research are 
you know, two really important um, programs for Phoenix Society. And they kind of ebb and flow, you know, throughout the year. Sometimes we have a lot going on in this area and sometimes there's not as much. Um, but, you know, for advocacy recently, you know, we were um, putting together a campaign um, around a disturbing Christmas tree um, video advertisement that was on. So we asked our community to rally together so we could urge, you know, the makers of that commercial to remove it. Um, so that's just one, you know, small thing with advocacy. But we've also worked with, you know, so many different states on, you know, bills and rights. And, you know, when it comes to coding and housing, honestly, a lot of the time I have to like put that content in like dummy form for me to really understand. There's always a lot of big words in these bills. And I'm like, I don't even know what some of this means, but we have some really great team members who can kind of help, you know, and I think that's honestly kind of sometimes a trick that they try to do, like put it in this really long format and don't really explain it. And then, so we kind of break it down and help people understand, you know, um, we worked with Massachusetts um, for years to get some bills passed about coding because, you know, builders oftentimes want to do the least amount of things and the cheapest mm -hmm. amount of things. And sometimes that means taking cuts in fire safety and obviously we are not proponents of that. Um, and so we call on our survivors to, you know, whether it's just emailing, you know, your governor or senator or whatnot, um, or even going to, you know, a bill um, meeting. I don't actually know what they're called, but you get what I'm talking about. Um, just going and sharing survivor voices. Um, sharing your voice is so, so important. So if you are interested in advocacy, let us know. Um, like I said, it ebbs and flows. Sometimes we may need you four times a year. Sometimes we may not need you at all. Um, just kind of depends on different states. And obviously every state's different and every right's a little bit different, but. Yeah, and advocacy changes, right? So sometimes we do, like you said, the in-person is a little bit more of an ask, but there are things like um, the petition that we had for that Christmas tree ad where it's, it takes three minutes of your time to go online and sign a petition. Mm -hmm. You may see emails from us about that. Um, there, you know, the bill HB 2417 is that Massachusetts bill um, for home fire sprinklers um, uh, trying to get that bill passed in, in the Massachusetts area. And so, you know, we asked for survivors to add their voice to a video. So there are a variety of different efforts that we send out throughout the year. And we would love to have you stay connected with us, giving us mm -hmm. your email, um, subscribing on our website um, is a great way to stay connected and learn about those advocacy opportunities when they arise. Mm -hmm. And then in addition, subscribing with us, also um, we have research opportunities. So do you want to share a little bit about those, Rachel? I know um, we had the Libre study um, and we have other advocacy opportunities up on our website under the research tab. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, another great way to give back to the community is by participating in research. Um, you know, the only way a lot of the time, a lot of the research does kind of fall under that medical umbrella. Um, but the only way, you know, technology and medical advances are going to happen is if we get a better understanding of what's worked well in the past and then what hasn't worked well in the past. Um, so Libre, yes, was one of our biggest um research opportunities. I'm sure many of our listeners had gotten many emails and um, postings about that, but Libre was all about, you know, tracking um, six different in the survivor journey, like relationships and social interactions um, over a course of time to see, you know, obviously a newly injured burn survivor may struggle with relationships initially, but then maybe a year later, 
that we would hope that they would be at a better point, whether it's just going out, you know, in public again and having conversations and learning some of those tools along the way. Um, so that's kind of what that research is helping us with of understanding, okay, someone who's six months out may need this toolkit, a survivor that's then a year out may need X, Y, and Z instead. Um, that way we can get survivors the resources they need in that time of need versus, you know, overloading them with here's a hundred different things that you may be interested in, but if we can narrow it down, um, like I said, medical too. Obviously, we have a lot of those going on. We have an exercise study that we're helping out with um, to get, you know, that's something I struggled with growing up is I would mm. overheat. Honestly, I still overheat. It I was, was going to say, I still have that, that struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke at the wedding that um, mm. I couldn't pass out because it was a little bit warmer of a day. And I was like, yep, mm. that's when I get anxious and I can't sweat like everyone else can. So, um, learning, you know, techniques for how to cool ourselves down is another, you know, a research study that's going on right now. Yeah, which is great because, you know, so many survivors struggle with re heat regulation. And until I was yes. born, I really had no idea that that existed at large. And so um, being able to learn techniques has something that has evolved over time. But if we have the research and the information of knowing what cooling modalities actually do help cool down burn mm -hmm. survivors. Um, so these research studies, as you probably can, can can hear um, are super valuable to the community. So again, if you want to get involved with that, you can visit our website to learn more. Um, it's a really, really great opportunity to advocate for yourself and get connected. So I do want to turn our attention over to one of the, is that your, your puppy Remy? Yeah. Joining yeah us? He <laughs> so, he's running around. Rachel and I toys. have a lot in common and puppies <laughs> that like to join in on, on podcasts is one of them too. But, but, um, so, uh, one of the long anticipated, um, events that we have actually just announced for 2023 Rachel, I'll let you do the honors, um, but we're really <laughs> excited to share. This is, you know, we we're already in planning and there's already some ways to get involved with this event. So Rachel, do you want to share a little bit about that for the community? Yes, I am so, so excited that Phoenix World Burn Congress is coming back in person in 2023. Um, it will be held from October 4th through 7th, um, 2023 at the Gaylord National Resort and Convention Center in National Harbor, Maryland. So that's right outside of D.C. I think it's like 15 minutes away from downtown D.C. Um, I'm so, so excited. I anyway. went to the Congress in, in person for the first time in 2018 and then again in 2019. And obviously we've been virtual ever since. Um, so I'm just so excited to get back together. And the Gaylord Re Convention Center is absolutely beautiful. I've never been Gorgeous. there, but the photos that Megan, our program manager of the event, um, has sent us is, I can't wait. It's going to be so, so much fun. And I know everyone in our community is excited for it. It's absolutely stunning. And there are some ways to already get involved. So yes. um, we are currently taking applications for speaking opportunities. So if you're interested in speaking at the conference, you can visit worldburncongress.org to fill out a speaking application. Or um, if you are interested in being a part of our planning community, committee, those applications are actually open right now as well. Again, worldburncongress.org, and you can access those applications. Uh, yes. And then last but not least, uh, we know folks have asked us already, how do I get involved? Can I sponsor? Can I you know, join our events? 
Um, we do have a sponsorship packet now available online. So if you're interested in sponsoring the events and supporting um, the community, you can also do so there as well. Yes. Yes. And r registration will open in the spring of 2023. Um, the schedule will be out by that point too. So a lot of kind of behind the scenes work, but we wanted to make sure everyone had to save the date. You don't want to miss it. Trust me. I love it. I remember getting off I have so many funny stories about those two years. I will dive into those at another on another podcast. But I remember getting <laughs> off the bus um, at the at, in 2018. It was in Grand Rapids, and just seeing so many survivors, and it's such a surreal feeling because mm. it's like, oh my gosh, we are all here together. It's like I don't know. You, I've never. That's really the only place you're going to see that many survivors in one spot. So I am. Yeah, I'm just so excited for it. I am too. And this is going to be my first ever World Burn Congress. And I've been in person a couple of times with a, gr a couple of groups of survivors, but um, never um, in such a large group setting. Mm -hmm. So I'm so excited to celebrate my first ever World Burn Congress um, and can't wait for that. So definitely save the dates, mark your calendars um, and stay tuned. You can subscribe for World Burn Congress updates um, on our website. So I uh, definitely recommend subscribing as well. So yes. Rachel, we have just a few minutes left here, but I think um, one of the other things I wanted to talk about today was how survivors can engage with our community and hospital partners. So um, first and foremost, we did just actually open up our Facebook community. So we have an online Facebook group um, now where survivors can engage with one another um, on a daily basis. Um, and so we welcome you to join our online community. We will link that in the podcast description if you haven't already. Um, there's lots of conversations going on all of the time, whether it's about what lotion works best for your <laughs> itching or, you know, how you celebrate your burn anniversary. There's all sorts of topics that are trending and you can add your own. Uh, so we welcome you to join our online Facebook community. Um, and, and, and be a part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, in addition, we also, that community also holds Wednesday evening peer support chat. So Rachel talked earlier about the virtual support. Peer support chat happens every Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a different topic every week and the events are posted in that community. Um, and our survivors join a Facebook messenger chat and converse with one another about different topics. Um, we have new survivors. We have survivors that have been around for a while and it's a great opportunity. If you're not looking to maybe join via Zoom to chat through that messaging format um, and help kind of get connected with our community. Yes. And survivors, um, survivors and um, hospitals can join our SOAR program. So Rachel, I would love it if you could talk a little bit about our SOAR program as well. Yes, um, Phoenix SOAR is a amazing hospital-based program. So we have 70 plus, I think we're almost at 80 or maybe at 80 Phoenix SOAR hospitals um, in the United States. And I know we have a few in Canada and Australia as well. So we're international. Um, and it's just a program all about um, helping each other through peer support. Um, so we have our Phoenix SOAR coordinators that are, you know, the hospital staff that kind of help run the program. Um, but then we have thousands and thousands and thousands of peer supporters. And what their job is, is basically to go in, um, whether it's meeting with a survivor or a loved one um, or a friend or a family member, whoever it may be, um, and just kind of answering those questions that, you know, we keep talking about peer support is so powerful and you know, 
no one really prepares for a burn injury to happen to them or a loved one. And like we've said so many times, um, there's so many questions and Remy is just constantly playing with his doggy toy. Like, yeah, I have questions too, mom. Um, and <laughs> it's just a great way to, you know, get some of those initial questions. And even if you don't have questions or you're not even sure where to start, it's a really great opportunity just to, first of all, meet another survivor. I know that's such a big, big thing. Um, you know, we tend to not know another burn survivor until you are a burn survivor. And then you realize, oh, there's a whole community out there. Um, so yeah, the Phoenix Fair program is amazing. And it's also another great way to give back, um, you know, give back with your time by volunteering to meet with another survivor or loved one. Um, the Phoenix, what separates the Phoenix Fair program though, is we have extensive training. I don't mean to scare anyone off by saying that, but we want to make sure that our coordinators and peer supporters are prepared to handle any type of situation that comes up, any type of question that comes up, because we want to make sure the new, you know, the new survivors and new, um, new loved ones, you know, can feel the most supported possible. So, you know, that training's really, it's all inclusive. Um, and it's a really great program. It is. And I am a trained peer supporter. Um, I am a peer supporter for Orlando Regional Medical Hospital. And so RMC um, is one of our sore partners. And I've seen firsthand, right, being able to go in and provide support to others that are currently in the hospital. Um, so I did go through an extensive training program with Phoenix Society in addition to, you know, volunteering for my local hospital. So it's a great opportunity to give back, especially as we talk about Giving Tuesday. Maybe mm -hmm. one of the ways you give back this Giving Tuesday is to sign up for, to be a peer supporter or to be a, a SOAR hospital. Uh, so we definitely invite you to visit us on our website mm -hmm. if you're interested in, in learning more about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're someone that loves, you know, if you're a part of our Facebook group or um, our peer support chat, and you are the person that loves answering questions and giving your advice, then becoming a peer supporter should be like a no brainer because it's exactly that. Um, and like I said, every visit's a little different. Sometimes you could be there for five minutes. Sometimes you could be there for an hour. Um, right. every, every situation is different. And like you said, it's a great way to, you know, get involved on giving Tuesday. Um, so we do have the active list of all of our Phoenix or hospitals on our website. Uh, but if you have questions, just reach out to our team and, you know, we're always looking for more um, coordinators and more hospitals too. Um, I know we have a great list of hospitals, but you know, it'd be great to add to that too. And hope every burn center could be a Phoenix or hospital one day. Absolutely. And uh, just really, you know, in terms of giving back, I can say firsthand that, you know, I, I was a COVID burn survivor, so I didn't have the opportunity to get that one-on-one -on -one peer support in the hospital, but a lot of hospitals are opening back up um, to allow these in-person visits. And I've seen firsthand just um, how powerful that can be, that in-person support. So uh, I welcome you to join. And with that, Rachel, um, as we begin to close out today, I do want to send again a special thank you to our season one podcast sponsor. Uh, the Pritzker Hagman Burn Injury Legal Team helps burn survivors and their loved ones pursue compensation and justice throughout the United States. If you have any legal questions, the attorneys at Pritzker Hagman are ready to help. So you can find out more at legaljourney.guide. And we are so excited. Um, I know we have a, a few more episodes left in season one, but season two is just around the corner. So if you're looking for more information about our Girls with Graph podcast, you can reach out to our team at info at phoenix-society.org. 
Uh, And so with that, (laughs) Rachel, um, we're going to get ready to close out today, but we do want to encourage you to give back today. So as a reminder, you can donate on Giving Tuesday at phoenixsociety.org forward slash donate. Yes. And if you donate $25 or more today throughout tomorrow, you'll receive that 10% off bond. So um, I encourage you to make a gift today. Well, thank you, Rachel, for being the best co-host ever. (laughs) And we are so excited. Uh, We would greatly appreciate our community reviewing our podcast um, and sharing it with someone you know. uh, That means a lot. Rating it also helps uh, others be able to listen to it. So we want to thank everyone. We did just hit number eight on the podcast charts for nonprofits. So we are so thankful for that. And it is because of your support listening, downloading, and reviewing our podcast that we were able to do that. So we are so excited to continue to grow. And we want to thank you for supporting this podcast. And with that, we hope that you all have a great kickoff to your holiday season. And we hope to see you very soon. Thank you so much. Thanks. See you on the next one. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Girls with Crafts. If you are enjoying this content, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.